Abracadabra create what you speak. I'm Ilan Azulai, spiritual mentor and a sound therapist for you who are ready to reclaim your power, to remember your gifts, to map your experiences and to bring them out to the world, to shine and to enjoy 
along the way, all with love and no fear. This is an empowerment program, program where I bring people from all walks of life, all occupations, artists, musicians, spiritualists, educators, anyone who is in their gifts and is here to share it with the world, to be inspired and to inspire others. And uh, my guest today, I'm uh, happy and uh, and delighted to have here Galit McCord. She is a singer, a film person. We'll talk about all her gifts, but she is here to announce and to share with us her musical creations. You now, we all have dreams. Some are big dreams, some are small. Nevertheless, we have dreams and desires to, to be in a place, to create, to discover ourselves and to discover our dreams. Galit is a singer-songwriter based in Los Angeles and was born in Israel. She had dreams, too, and she still have big dreams to create, be creative, and to inspire others. She moved to Berlin uh, at one point in her life and was co-founder of SRO Entertainment, produced Hollywood features, for example, Ask the Dust with Tom Cruise, featuring Selma Hayek, Colin Farrell, and Donald Sutherland. In 2018, she began her music career, which flourished beautifully, taking a unique angle of converting poetry into radio format songs. Since then, she released over 20 successful singles. She has a unique gaily color to her voice. One can see a resemblance to Sarah McLachlan, Tori Amos, Johnny Mitchell. She just completed her first full-length album, My Time Is Due, is about to release as we're speaking, with her first single, Alive, uh, already uh, coming, came out uh, August 13th. And um, without further ado, I really want to invite uh, my wonderful guest, Galit. Uh, hi, Galit.
Absolutely welcome. Wonderful to have you and to hear you and to see you as well now that we're now that we are uh, conversing here yes. on this video. So Galit, uh, you've accomplished and still accomplishing quite quite a bit and maybe you can just um, share with with the viewers and listeners a little bit more about yourself, how you started you'll you'll do a better job than i just did so and more to the detail now i was like surprised oh my god that's all this information is there yes um uh, obviously i'm focusing on my music right now i'm a singer songwriter uh that's my passion that's what i do in the past few years even though it was discover a little bit later than what you would expect um it's it's definitely the passion it's definitely what I want to do for the rest of my life but um, yeah my my beginning was a little bit um, different in terms of, it's still the entertainment world right because mm -hmm. making a film is still an entertainment but um, yeah if you would tell me if you would ask me a few years back if I'll end up it, what's the odds that I will end up making music I will go like huh like it was as strange to me as not necessarily the you know if feel like music has always been a part of me but I feel like there's a different I, most people probably feel that way but there's a difference between having passion to music versus making it a profession or, or you know just like or doing, doing it, it actually exactly. just doing yes it. Yeah. and um true so but yes at the beginning I was in film production and I end up um forming a company um in Germany based on uh, German film, fun, film, uh, film funds that uh, I wouldn't get too much into it, but basically it's just um, uh, there's a system in Germany that's been pretty much used and abused in Hollywood mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like their tax system and their ability to literally hide money. Um, and the way they do that is they're, instead of paying tax, they're investing in the film and they get to, you know, yeah, yeah. 
I'm familiar with that industry. Yeah. With uh, Antonio Banderas or whatever it is, and 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 say, oh, hey, you know, hang it in their living room and say, I feel I produced that film, where um, where invested in those films, but they get those credits and all of that, and it was a lovely, uh, fancy way <laughs> to. Um, kind of like hide money. And uh, through that, we created um, a film fund that produced a bunch of Hollywood films, like, you know, you know the names. Yes, yes, there are, the, there are quite a few. Uh, you know, if you go to the IMDb page and put your name in, uh, you can see uh, quite a few credits. This is, uh, <clears throat> this, is, uh, this is quite amazing. You know, you touched, uh, you come from, from, we come from the same country, from Israel, and, and growing up there, um, you, you don't you don't lick milk and you don't drink honey. Let's put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you really kind of have to push the boundaries and go beyond. Uh, you know, while while America is considered to have to be the land of opportunity, and you know, if you if you put yourself, you can succeed. In Israel, it's a little it's a little difficult because of the culture, because of the way that things are, and here you are. Um, uh, leaving Israel to uh, to Berlin, which is ra- rather easier, uh, because there, there, are, there are many similarities actually in 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 the way that things are being done in Germany to to Israel. And you're succeeding, and you're opening in a company, and uh, you're working with names like Tom Cruise and Sutherland and, and others. And um, and you t- you said something. You know, there is a difference between dreaming, right? And dreaming and actually living that dream, taking that dream out of dream phase and making it a reality. And sometimes taking a dream out of dream phase is uh, sometimes uh, unconsciously is not something that we sometimes want. Sometimes we want to keep a dream as a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like seeing an idol, a music idol that you like or an, or an artist. And after you meet them, you said, ah. You know, I should have kept them in the dream phase, you know, because you discovered something about that person that you don't really... That is very different than what you had in mind. You don't connect. So how, so how you, uh, you were in the army, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you as, as, as a woman, okay, now we're talking about a patriarchal society, a very patriarchal society that um, did not, at least more at that time, did not allow women to flourish. And here you are coming out of this kind of a society and and creating your dream, which is fascinating. This is what this is all about. This is what I love uh, doing is wor- working and talking with people who have came out of the comfort zone of the of telling yourself stories. How how what was the trigger that pushed you out of Israel to do film? Let's start with that. Mm. What was that? And 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 with with the difficulties as as a woman as. Yeah, listen, the difficulties definitely were there for sure. I never felt, you know, I, I've never had that mentality of a repressed woman. You know what I mean? I never went there. It's not how I was brought up. So it wasn't part of my, you know, it's. I don't feel like it's something I had to step up. I mm. think I grew up with um, a lot of sense of, um, but I agree with you at the same time that this is, um, especially when I started, right? Yes, it was different to be a woman in a, in a room full with a bunch of men that for the most part was really 
double my age in the good, you know, like I'm being. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. Or a lot more. I get you. So it's definitely a man's world in that respect. But it has been a man's world also when Johnny Mitchell, you know, did blue and yeah. broke all the rules and didn't follow any rules where everybody around her, including her peers, were telling her she's nuts. You know, she's revealing herself. She's authentic. She's she's doing everything that you were not supposed to do because at that time you were supposed to be a Marilyn Monroe. You know, that was the image of or, or the concept of being a star. And she didn't fit in that thing. She went to what she sold is is the truth. Yes. And that was a crazy concept. Like, what? You can't do that. That's right. You have to have like an, an image and pretend and, and, and do all these things. So people would love you and admire you. And you write about that's where that's where the conception of, you know, like when you meet somebody that admires that you admired all your life or admire in a past yes. and meet your expectations. That's terrible because that's what happened. That's what a star used to be. I'm actually happy that it's changing because I don't, I feel that there is a change. There is a progress. I did end up being in Germany. I did end up being, uh, you know, a part of huge meetings. It's, um, the studio I worked with is a film studio in Germany. It's actually the largest uh, film studio in Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, it's owned by Vivendi, which is a French company that is like um, uh, an empire by itself. And so, yes, you deal with all these kind of people and, um, and you, you know that it's all these things. It's not just being a woman, but it's being young very yes. young, very young. Um, and so all these things are a factor, but I think that it's so important not to let it discourage you. And it's so important not to get caught up in this because you're just feeding it the way I yes. see it. Yes. Uh, this, my this, mentality is like, yeah. okay. Yeah, this, this, feeds, this feeds into every aspect in life, you know, not to let... Um, not to let others really other people's stories dictate our own our own success and our own uh, power to to rise and to show our gifts yes exactly exactly true and i think come from the mentality of uh how they're going to view me and they're going to yes there was a there was a part of me that was like very driven and i wanted Mm -hmm. to prove myself Yes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We, you know, here's the thing. We all go through those feelings right. and experiences. Just a different story. Everybody has a different story. You, I agree with you. You know, you started it at the age like this and like this, and there is no, you know, you said in the beginning, um, a little later than expected. Yeah, right. I, I don't buy into this, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I get what you, I get what you're saying because we all the time also compare ourselves, right? We compare ourselves to to this or to that or to how we compare ourselves to our own expectations, our own desires. And if we wanted it one way, why did you choose to leave the film in the capacity that you've been, the film industry? Okay, so to be honest, I didn't really choose. It wasn't a conscious choice. I don't don't Mm. do it anymore to some degree. But really, it was um, uh, having children, the family. And um, listen, I'm sure that if the 
fire and the passion was there to make film as much as I feel it for music, I would have found a way, Hmm. you know, just thinking about it in retrospect, I would have found a way, but it was just very, very demanding. First of all, before uh, I had children, I traveled so much. I can't even like, it was so nuts Mm -hmm. that I, I could have been easily in 10 different countries in one month sometimes especially when there was all these like i remember we were like in milano festival and then like polish some festival and then Cannes, and then back to la and then to europe and to germany and then uh, maybe israel you know for a visit or something and it's been like crazy and non-stop and it was lovely i loved it i still love it. i love all every part about traveling uh, whether it's professional or personal i just love it so but it's super intense. And I think what happened is that as a woman, as a mother, especially, I mean, that can happen to men too, but really it's on that respect, it is different. And it's something that I feel totally fine to acknowledge and to accept. It's different. You you have to make choices. That is the truth. And, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of saying, oh, yeah, you can have it all. Yes, you can have it all, but you have to create changes in your life. You have to create priorities. You have to sometimes schedule things. So I'm going to have this now or I'm focusing on this now. And this will have to be in the shadow for a little bit and then switch if you need to. But but you can't have it all at the same time. You have to kind of like learn to manage your life when it comes to like a very intense career life and, and having family. And it's something that is, it's hard to find a balance between the too um and i wasn't like you know i didn't want i I could have done that obviously but i I wasn't comfortable with having nannies raising my kids and it's not even things i knew you know what i mean it's like it's things you understand looking back i go like well what was i thinking because there was a time i was so frustrated like why things are not going or why things are not happening (laughs) and looking back i can tell you obviously they're not going to happen my focus was not there my focus was with the kids so That's right. whether I want, it's not even just the focus, it's an energy. That's My right. energy was around those kids, you know, especially in the first years of life, right? Yeah. And so the more I was focused there, the less thing of happened yeah. when it came to career and movies and all of that. So it gradually just faded. Um, and... Um, Again, I'm not saying I couldn't I couldn't do different choices. I could, and I would probably stay on the path and be on the path. But um, but that part of the children, like that, probably is very much related. I mean, again, yeah. it's like related to my past and how I grew up. And I was like, no, I can't have other kids, other people raising my children. I want to be a part of it. I'm not going to miss the first step. I'm not going to. I couldn't of do course. it. Of I course, just, yeah, I, I that's hear. that's part of it, and uh, and yeah. that's where I felt like um, I was still doing a lot of stuff, but um, just the ener- the the focus shift from one thing to another for sure. Yeah, so now, which is wonderful, you know, you know, the reason you are here is because you are not there. Right, right. That's, so, so this is wonderful. You you made this choice, and 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 once you realize that, you know, you're not your energy. 
is not in one place, mm-hmm. then you could really apply yourself and rid yourself of your own judgment. Because, you know, if you, if you wanted to do this and this, and before you, before you came to the understanding and to the acceptance, I believe that there were some conflicts within yourself, but I want to do this, but I'm with my children, but I love my children. I don't want to miss it, but I want to do... Fa-. So there was a point where it came to a... Okay, this is where I am, and I love it, and I'm going to give it 100%. That didn't happen until the music. But it's mm. even meant to say, okay, this year I'm focusing on my music. That doesn't mean I'm abandoning my kids. It's like, That's right. okay, That's bye. Great. That's, That's great. not it. But it means this year I've done my part. I'm, you know, I raised my kids. They're a little bit older now. And I, have, I knew that that will take a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of discipline to focus on. It's not just the making the music. It's the mm-hmm. whole thing around it, right? And so that was a conscious decision. This year I'm giving it at all. The music. This is wonderful. And I'm doing it. Uh, and that's what I meant about like having to find a balance, but also sometimes it's about having to learn to manage it and also to schedule your priority. And again, it doesn't mean that you prioritize something for the rest of your life, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. No, you're, you're doing it now. You're doing it now. You didn't give up. It's not about, it's not either or. Many, many think that, oh, if yeah. I do this, that I'm giving up this and do this, I'm giving up that. Okay. For you who are joining, uh, now I'm speaking with Galit McCord. She's an, uh, an Israeli-born, L.A., Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter, talented, wonderful, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, a go-getter, an achiever, an achiever by harmony. This is the thing that, you know, it's, it's not, you know, many people think about balance, about 50-50. It's, it's not all the time 50-50, you know, oh, it, it's about harmony. And harmony could be 70-30, 90-10, uh, 80-20, and it could be 50-50 as well. And there, there is, this is a key about uh, manifestation that uh, what, you, what you just described. It is not only, it is not about, oh, I give up that. It's not about giving up your kids. You, you are reprioritizing, let's say, every oh, year and, or every so often. Exactly, reprioritizing. This, this for, is, for a time is, being, right? For, yes. For, yes. So, so, so tell me. So, so let's talk about your music now. Okay? Yes. And uh, later, uh, for you who are going to uh, stay here, we're going to uh, to enjoy this uh, clip live uh, from uh, Galit's uh, new album. And uh, so, uh, how did it start? Okay. So, if, okay, you're saying, okay, I'm starting. I'm focusing on my music, and you started not long ago. What? Three years ago? Something mm-hmm. like that. This is fascinating, yeah. and you've climbed, and you've, you're still climbing. And this is, I'm happy to have you here, and and to see how mm-hmm. that flourishes for you as much as possible. So tell me the first step. Okay, I'm deciding. What's next? Okay, so even even before that, like I was totally unaware to my ability to belong in this business in any way. You know what I mean? That's I couldn't even imagine. Um, but I always loved singing. I'd never done it professionally. And um, for me, it really started from just like writing music. Uh, well, no, writing poems. Poems. So, yeah. And that was a pa- passion always. I remember even when I was in the film production and I, we were traveling and I would use every moment where, while we were traveling to, to write. I always loved writing. And, um, but I've never really thought of the options to, you know, 
making it something that, you know, the, the format that you hear in radio station all the song. And one day, I don't even know what it was, but it just clicked to me. Okay, how about I'll take my poems that were written in a form of a poem and try to convert them into a form of like a radio song. That was the first initial, initial idea. And that's what I started to do. Then I started to get excited. Oh, I like it. This is great. This is good. It's working really great. Uh, I think my first, the first song that I wrote was Apocalypse. There was two songs I wrote at the same time, Apocalypse and Shadow. And I'm very proud of the, both of them. And um, to, uh, until now. Uh, and um, until now, meaning you're not you happy know, with them until now. Why I said that. That's funny because, <laughs> because often what happens is you get so excited and you think like, oh my God, this is so great. This is so amazing. This is a, a great song. And then often you, you look at it in retrospect and you go like, it was okay. <laughs> well, so, okay. I hear you. I so hear these you. are two songs I'm still very um, proud of. It was this, the first like writing songs in a format over radio that I did. And um, I got excited. The, the next stage was like, okay, I need to find a singer. And make a long story short, like it was never part of my, my consciousness to even like consider singing my singing. songs at the yeah. time. But uh, I had two cousins coming here, visiting me from Canada. And it was the first time I've ever shared with anyone what I was doing. And they got really excited. And I told them I'm looking for a singer. And they said, well, why are you looking for a singer? You should sing it yourself. They heard me mumbling here and there. And yeah, yeah. like, I think you have a great voice. Uh, I sang it. I sang a song to them at, the, at that time. And he really insisted. Uh, one of them was actually a professional singer. So that kind of helped in, you know, yes, yeah. them, it's like an old aunt that doesn't understand about music. <laughs> thing, you know, that's why you go to American Idol, Idol and you have all these people that don't know how to sing. So um, she was actually a professional singer. Um, and she's like, you have a wonderful voice. I don't know why you're looking for um, a singer. So, you know, it, it, was, it was a turning point, but it wasn't enough yet. I decided to go to um, a vocal coach and I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him if he thinks, what he, does he think of my voice? And if I should, I didn't want to screw it up, right? Now you're like in love with your songs and you don't want to like have them, even if it's you and you have the passion and you want to sing it. I was more like, no, no, I'm not. If I'm just a mediocre, I'm not, that's not an option. Like I want mm -hmm. a great singer to sing those songs. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you can imagine what he told me about my technical abilities, about my voice and all of that. He was flattering me and all and all. And then before, just before I left, he said, um, you know, I have one concern. Mm -hmm. And he said, my concern is that you're going to leave this room and you're not going to believe me. Mm -hmm. And I think if he didn't say that, that's exactly what would have happened. Yeah. It was like... You go like, back, right back to your old to your old pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go exactly, and I think it was so important. I keep that recording till now because it was like a real true um, breakthrough in that moment. Understanding, oh my God! Like it yeah, wasn't right? so much what he said about my vocal abilities and my range and all of that. It was like, wow, am I that? Like, what is happening? Like yeah. that. That yeah. that's what I he got from me. That's what I made him think and feel that 
that even his words are not enough. So that th that was a moment that changes everything. Yeah, for realizing me. that we stand in our way many times. Yes, right. uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to start recording my song. And in the process, you know, I met my first producer at um, there's a big event here in Los Angeles once a year, ASCAP Expo. Yep. Yeah, ASCAP. And I went there. And I met my first producer. It was another, you know, this is where fate is like incredible, the way it works. Incredible. Because I remember I knew nothing and I knew nothing about the business and nothing about how things work. And I didn't even know what to expect or how to begin or how to start. And people think like, well, yeah, you have a lot of connections from the film. What does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. No, but this is great. This is great because you, 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 you put your energy to the universe and you're ready to receive and you're ready to receive yes. and many times yes. those those places where we don't know where we're going when we don't know what we're doing we're just i don't know you know this is when i start when i started my documentary i don't know what i'm doing i'm just going if i knew then what i know now probably then i wouldn't do it yeah. it's the same thing so so you put yourself out and and yeah. and it just landed on your lap Wow, so it's incredible because the first, I, I literally entered the, it was a big hallway and there were like hundreds of people and there was a huge line to sign into the expo. Mm -hmm. And I was, I remember I was like, oh, you know, we were like complaining. Why does, you know, we already paid. We already, you know, it's already done. Like, why is there a huge line? And you know what, this faith have his own, his own way, the way it works. It's just fascinating. But, um, uh, I, I think I, I can't remember if I was standing here there the last or he was. But anyway, I think he came to me and asked, are you the last in line? And I said, yes. And now we had all the time in the world to start talking because the line was so long. Right. And we connected. And at the end, we exchanged phones and he ended up being my first producer. So um, uh, that happened. And I think like working with him was like also like very very um i just sent him a thank you note just about like a week or two weeks ago with my a new album because he's not involved in any way in the making of the album that's been done by a new producer we can i see but but um but i felt like i like i really felt like i do need to thank him because he he was I started to see myself through his eyes. He was so excited about everything, about my voice, about my songs. I remember the way we started. I sent him about like, I think 10 or 12 songs. And I told him, choose like which one you want to like. And he he got so like, you know, I thought he's just going to choose one and we'll, we'll start production. But he came back with a very detailed um breakdown of each songs of what he loves about the song and, nice. and strong chorus i love this he loved all the songs he was like this is thrill i don't even know what to choose myself and then we end up choosing one but but the point is i started to understand my value through his eyes because he got so excited and i was like hmm, really at the beginning you know so so you learn and he he I don't want to compliment myself too much, but but things that he <laughs> okay. was saying was like I don't understand how you were so unaware of your ability to sing, you know. So when someone tells you that, it's a wake up call, right? Yeah, yeah. you needed that person to come because that person had some some kind of cord, <laughs> right? 
he hit a chord, a chord. Yeah. And uh, he hit a chord that you needed that person. It, it, and that was your time to to see things. You had to go through certain things and and to come to a place where you recognize that. Right, so, right. So it took me a long time to come to that point. Yeah, and and I heard and I heard and I heard your music, and I told you, um, um, I could hear a, a, a combination of resemblance to uh, Sarah McLachlan, Natalie Brulia, yeah, Johnny Mitchell. I could hear that all, and and your your control of your voice is really nice. Is really is really good. And uh, and produced really nice the video clips as well, you know. Right. We're, 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 oh. We'll, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 play alive in a little bit, and um, so so you start doing this. So now you're seeing it's working. You start recording the music. You find the producers. You find now as far as writing the music, as mm-hmm. far as coming to the to the to the creative side of of, of writing the music mm-hmm. you know different than than the uh, okay I'm going to do that do you find that you went to the same place that you were when you were younger writing music to the same or or is it something different how did you go about that what, what was your process what was your maybe maybe you haven't thought about that but mm-hmm. you know you just went at it but just what was it I think for me um I think writing was always there. I think there was a disconnection between understanding what I'm, what my abilities are, what I'm capable of and what's not. I think writing for me and the whole, you know, the whole thing about coming, becoming a songwriter is I don't, I never felt like, okay, I'm going to, you know, wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to write a song today. Uh, for me, I feel like the music comes to me and it's a very, very, um either instinct like inst- in, in um it's an instinct it's something spiritual that is yeah. happening and you just connect to a specific channel and i always felt like um it's often for me start with the melodies anyway so i hear all these melodies running in my head mm-hmm. and then um often the the words will follow at least for the course, and often in this whole process, it's the first thing that I get is the course. But I literally almost don't feel like I write it because I feel like I get it. You get it, yeah. You're channeling it. I challenge it. Channel it, yeah. Yes. And, um, um, you know, I can be cooking in the kitchen or, I don't know, shopping at the store, and then I go like, oh, my God, where's my phone? What a great So you're recording it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what? So, what's your measure of mm-hmm. uh, of knowing that a song is good? For example, I I did a few programs with with uh, with the great Matty Caspi, and his mm-hmm. and his thing is if I remember it, it's good. If I don't, it's not uh-huh. good. So, what is your? How do you know that a song is good? Not about what other people are telling you, but right, right, right. You. First of all, that's a great indication. If it keeps playing in your, and I find it all the time happening all the time, then it's definitely an indication. Um, yeah, listen, a strong chorus is definitely is definitely one one very important element in in having a successful song. Um, but often it's not necessarily the. Often things will change. Often things that, well, I wouldn't say often, but it does happen that one song that you felt like, oh my God, that's a hit. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, is not being received as well as something that you thought, well, that's a little artistic for most people or whatever. So it's not, you know, they have their own life, right? And only when all the elements come together, then you can have um, a better sense of what it becomes, right? It's like a little baby in the process. I mean, can you describe what this baby is going to be when he's two (laughs) months old in the womb of his mother? It's a little hard, right? Even though all the elements are there, right? But but he's not born yet. And so I think that's the same thing about song. I think it's hard to put a finger and to say, but I do have a lot of times um, um, strong feelings about certain songs that I feel like they're really strong. And I feel like often I'm right about that. <laughs> so this week it just happened. Uh, I called my producer and I'm really, you know, after all this, like working on the album and so much like writing and writing and writing, I definitely feel like I need to rest a little bit, but it's almost like it's not really my choice. Like I get those melodies and they're coming. So what are you going to do with them? You know, I can delay some to later, but what happens is you get excited. So I called him and I said, okay, we really need to talk because I got these like and I told him exactly what we're talking about. Like, listen, some are good, like, but some are great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the good, we can, we can deal with later, but there's two or three that demands reaction and action right now. Yes, yes, so, yes. But yeah, let's, let's just uh, do like, a, he's, he's not in LA, so we'll do like a Zoom meeting and try to dive into it. But sometimes, yes, there's certain songs that... Um, you do get the feeling that this is special. Wow. Yeah. So you've done, um, uh, after this we'll, we'll go and we'll listen to the song, but you've done something that is, uh, I remember as a, as a child, uh, I loved doing, uh, and then I st- when I studied it, but you did something really interesting, which not many musicians are doing. You took poetry and you converted it into a pop format like um, um, what you call a, a radio format. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, A, B, C, you know, that's kind of... And, and that is really un, unusual. <laughs> um, other other musicians, Israeli musicians that I can think of is is uh, David Boza. He took, like, he ate, right? And and composed it and, like, stuff like that. So you took something which is un, which is unconventional and you converted it... How you know this is this is quite a process because it's like it's like making a, not a feature film but a short. You know, shorts are more difficult because you have to be able to put everything in fifteen twenty minutes rather than an hour and a half of a film. So, how did that come about, and 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 how was the process in that? Did you have to rethink the poem? Did you uh, did you now here are the lyrics before the music, right? So you have the lyrics before the music. So how is the process that you try to match music to to the poem? Make it so, what came first? So yeah, so that was actually only at the very beginning uh, was the you know the idea of tr- um, transforming those songs, those poems into yeah. songs. But um, but later on I let it go. So I still have tons of poems that I just. 
you know, that originally I was like, oh, this could be a great song and this can be a great song. And, um, but I let it all go. I just let it all be. And everything that happened right after, you know, the first few songs, th th that's how it, the idea of how it started, but it didn't continue. It's not that right now I'm going back to my old poem trying to, to make them uh, a radio song. Once, this, once the process started and that's what I started to do, then millions of other songs start to come. Like on a daily basis, I hear songs and, you know, melodies and, and the lyric is more like, I see, I, that was even a discovery for me because I thought my strength was the lyrics. Uh, which I discovered that is not. I mean, the lyrics is, yes, it, it, you know, I can sit and think what I want the song to be and write the lyrics, but that's like more, um, not always and not 100% of it, but still like an intellectual or just cognitive uh, process. I hear right? you, I hear you. But with the lyrics, that's where I feel like is the gift because that just comes I hear you. And okay. And effortless. Okay. You don't do anything. You don't, you know, there's like actually that process have as little possible thinking as possible. Wow, you know what I mean? You don't think, you actually feel. And and that's a whole different thing because when you write the lyric, it's it's you're in your head, you know, you're you're deciding it's not, not always I hear you. sometimes there's one song, thank you. Mm -hmm. that's the name of the song that I really feel like it literally wrote itself I don't even know what happened I was like I remember I was in bed and I was like okay like I had already all the um um the melody mm -hmm. okay so I had like I figured it all out I was the verse and the pre-chorus and the chorus and the bridge and I needed to write words for it and so um I remember being in bed and thinking okay I'm gonna start and uh I looked at it as a first draft, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that's going to be many, many more drafts coming after that. And like, I don't within 15 minutes or whatever, I'm looking back. I was like, oh, I wrote it. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? <laughs> first time is always the best. You know? <laughs> it was so weird. But yeah, it, it kind of wrote itself. I don't this know. Is, this it, is amazing. Expecting to be a first draft just turned to be... That. To be the thing, to be the thing, yeah, because because that's right, that's right, that's right. Many times, but it's like I that. would say that you'll be surprised, Ohami. Uh, um, not that I have statistics, but I've heard many times before that that's the process for many other artists. I don't know, like it's, it's, here in LA, I don't know where else, but it started from writing poems or just like the love for writing. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Same family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. I hear you. Were there poems that you? By the way, did you publish ever your poems that you wrote? No, I never. You never published your poems. Okay. No. Were there poems that you thought that they will not be that great? Let's say if you would publish them, but then they took off when you put music to them as a, as a song format. No, I actually still feel like there's some that are great, just as they are. And maybe what I should do is, yes, at some point consider to publish. Uh, uh, there's one that I wrote. Um, I think I did um, share it once on social media um, that I still plan so it's not really a melody thing, but I, I see like a whole electronic production around yeah, it. Like something like, um, yeah, like I have a specific vision for it. 
and uh, I might just do it at some point. But it's in this in the form of a poem as it is. Yeah. So uh, fascinating. So so your album My Time Is Due um, yeah. was released. Yeah, the first single was released uh, August thirteenth. So the first single was there, alive, right? And a beautiful single. So let's uh, let's take a look uh, at this uh, this wonderful clip. There you go.
this is this is fascinating, Galit. You know, this is uh, this is really encouraging and empowering. And I hope uh, whoever is watching here, I know that I'm watching and I'm and I'm being encouraged by you. And I really love speaking with you and uh, off air, on air. You know, it's it's really great. This is um, so. The production of this of this clip. Do you want to give who produced it and and give yeah, some yeah. credits for that? Uh huh. <laughs> um. 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 The, the producer for this song and for my whole album is Adam Perry. Mm -hmm. um, He's in I, LA, right? I'm sorry? Adam Perry in LA, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, he, he moved to uh, Las Vegas, but... Uh, um, LA, Vegas, the same thing. So, so, yeah. So, it's like neighboring. <laughs> exactly. I think it, it was great. That's great. Uh, you know, we, we absolutely enjoyed working together and making together. I think we're very um, both passionate people and um, and um, the music, the song is what we put first, him and I. I don't think, um, you know, we put ego on the side. Mm -hmm. It's not really an issue. And we really, our agenda is to just create something special, create something that we're proud of. And we talked about it many times, you know, you know, in terms of like results, in terms of like comparing yourself to, you know, other um, artists and what they're able to achieve in a short time or, you know, the whole marketing part of yeah. the songs and yeah, yeah. something that none of us are too excited about, but, but it's, it's a part of it. It's it just is. has to be it's done. A part of it. And so, uh, but we both come from a place, um, Adam and I, obviously, uh, of, um, I often share with him my ideas, my songs, my melodies, and um, he's just doing a great job in production, and that's crucial, you know? Yes, I, very much so. Yes, and I'm very, very happy with the results in terms of, like, production, and and um, even even a level of Grammy Award producers that were complimenting the production and, you know, what we were able to, to achieve, Adam and I, and... Um, so I feel very confident that what we are able to do was, um, you know, at the highest level there is. Yes, know? no, it's, it's great. It's really produced beautifully and, and uh, your voice is beautiful and you, you bring it out nicely and it's just wonderful. It's just really a joy to uh, to sit and uh, to speak with you. I want to, to um, I want to thank our mutual connection who connected between us. Of course. You know? Uh, do you want to talk about her? Oh, Dikla. Yeah, Dikla. Dikla is also a great singer. She's a wonderful singer, and, and she's a very sweet soul coming from a beautiful family. Yes. Gorgeous, too. I can't help it because she's just that gorgeous. Yeah. And um, So thank you for her, for connecting us. Yes, thank you, Dikla. <laughs> and so, and so uh, please watch for... for uh, for Galit's uh, album, My Time Is Due, is coming up. This clip, thank you for sharing us this clip. Any last words that you want to, uh, any last words that you want to share with us? Any last words of encouragement that you want to give yeah. to those who are battling, if, if, if I think it is the right word, you know, between themselves, it is really, it is really getting out of our own way that many times is, Action can be simple, but to get to that place takes takes courage. Right. And so, any last words for our listeners and 
um, before we are flying off? I do feel like for the most part, we are the number one um, reason. We are, the, we are the one that are holding us back most of the time. Hmm. And it's our fear, it's our thoughts, it's, it's our history, um, it, it's all these things. So I think that so much of any kind of success, just in general, has to do with so much um, personal work that you have to do with yourself. Yes. Before you are able to share anything from you out into the world. That's true. So I think that, and I think most people know it. I don't think that I say anything new, right? I mean, um, in different levels, you know, everybody's experiencing yeah, it differently. Sometimes true. when they hear it, you are questioning your path, or mm-hmm. or are you questioning like, why is this not happening to me, or anything like that? Not that like I'm not. I don't want to come out like a preacher that figure it all out. I no, you're sharing your experience. I'm you know. still in the process. I'm in the process every day. There's some regression sometimes, and then you have to put yourself back in the path, and sometimes it's not an easy thing to do. But I would just say that really my conclusion is you have to do a lot of self-work, a, a lot of... Um, um, you need to absolutely figure out yourself before you can start, you know, expect things to happen. And you have to really be careful about what you think and what you're inviting. And you said that at the beginning, right? Of the, just at the beginning of the, yeah. of the interview in terms of like um, how sometimes we have dreams and we want certain things, but we have fears and other issues right. that are holding us back but often we try to find some exterior reason to why things exactly exactly right? it's because i took this job i should never take this job is because i end up with him it's because i did this it's because i did that i feel like um you need to find reasons that are more uh, relating to you and yes. what, how take responsibility of yes. your choices because it's all choices and it's a journey right. making choices and um, that's and right. The more you um, start taking responsibilities for your own action, the better chance you have to actually realizing your dreams. That's wonderful, wonderfully said. <laughs> the one thing I want to say is that you know those who. Are interested and want to listen to my music, then yes, the album My Time is Due is going to be out on September 7th and it's going to be out on all music platforms, you know, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, That's great. And all of that. And you can also um, connect with me through my website, uh, social media, of course. Yes, all the links are here underneath. Perfect. All the links are here. So anybody who wants to reach out to, uh, to Galit, you have direct connections here. You can reply to this uh, to this uh, interview in the comments, and she will get it. And um, yes, and so this is this has been really uh, wonderful and really uh, a fun fun time to spend and to hear Thank your music. You. I enjoyed every second. Wonderful. I enjoyed every second. I love I love you know your mentality and your you know the, the things that you are trying to do for others and expose everything through this program. That's amazing. Well, thank you, thank God, and thank you for for uh, mm-hmm. for being part of this. So, so you see how we are how we are you know two circles how we are playing roles in each other's journey. Yeah. 
Right. You know, we do this, you do that. It's 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 just and it feeds it feeds our journey and in turn feeds the others, our community and the world and and this is really the 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 intent of of here. So Galit McCord, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your your creativity and your wisdom and your and your beautiful presence and um Thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah, and I appreciate it, and I truly enjoy thank you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, everybody who is watching. This is Abracadabra. Create what you speak. I'm Ilana Zulai. Have a wonderful and creative week. Bye bye.
Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. 
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.